0: Hi, I'm Dan. I'm here with my good friend and all round NFL aficionado G, and this is episode 5 of the Wrong Football NFL podcast.
1: Welcome to the Madhouse.
0: Joining us again this week—it's uh, yeah, great to be back again. We're, uh, we're like I said last week. We're now in in this real, in this, really in the swing of things. We're going to be uh, recording on a weekly basis, with the exception of a couple of weeks where we're on holiday and things like that. But uh, yeah, we're uh, we're we're back. How are you, how are you doing, G? I know you've uh, you you managed to get some time hitting your drums this week, so you must be uh, over the moon.
1: Yes, um, it, it is amazing how much better I feel for having you know some time with my drum kit. Um, first time in four months, and yes, a. a, a happy g and a big moment and um i think it's gonna be a while before the band can be in the room together but yeah. it was just nice to be able to play the instrument as normal and um there's a level of complexity involved with hitting a full kit as opposed to one practice pad that yes made me a very happy person and how are you sir how oh, is okay. life um shares dan
0: yeah it's not too bad thank you not too bad back at work this week so uh yeah you know getting into the swing of things and uh, yeah we're getting ready for uh the Pod-a-mania on the fifth of September. <laughs> so, uh, Indeed, yeah. it,
1: it's creeping up on us.
0: It is. It's only a couple of weeks away now. But uh, yeah, more more on that a bit later. <laughs> on to the news then, and uh, yeah, first thing then we, it's, we we start at the same place we started last week. Hard knocks. It's uh, you know I think it's going to be a regular thing now. I think each week we're going to uh, have to review the uh, the episode, aren't we? Episode two uh, was this week uh, again, following the uh, L.A. Chargers and L.A. Rams. Um. It was it was an interesting episode this week. Not it was obviously the first week was a lot of setup and a lot of talking about kind of the the preparations and that kind of thing. One thing that that kind of that was pointed out on on this episode that really kind of caught me and really sort of made me think. Yeah, actually, that's a really good point. The Chargers head coach was pointing out the importance of preseason games. Obviously, we, this year we've got no preseason games. A couple of years ago, 2017, they spotted Austin Eckler, uh, their running back, in in the final preseason game. They were thinking of cutting him there's going to be a lot of players that aren't going to get a chance, aren't there?
1: Yeah, I mean, this is something that... um was immediately apparent to those of us who are nerdy enough to watch a fair amount of preseason football and I count myself I'm one of those people. In fact I believe I've written at least um, one blog post in the past about why the preseason matters and this is basically it, which is that it gives the undrafted and bottom of the roster players a chance to shine and earn their roster spot. And so whilst everybody's going, oh preseason doesn't matter and all that, there are, you know, a number of, of players who it really, really matters because you start with ninety per roster, and you have to get round to 46 on a game day, 52 plus your your practice squad. You know, there's a huge number of players who get this sort of six-week period of preseason where they, you know, they they get into training camp and they get these preseason games, and this is their shot. And you know, we forget sometimes that for all the superstars have extended careers, the average career is three seasons, and there's a lot of people who. May not get their shot thanks to this. I mean, yeah. because they're not playing against other teams, so it, it is a huge change for the um, for the league and how they're going to figure this out with just having internal scrimmages is going to be interesting.
0: It's going to be very difficult with with, especially like you say, especially for those sort of towards the bottom of the roster that are going to that are really kind of haven't got haven't that time to shine and, and really show show in a in a game situation what they can do. So, hmm. I, I don't, I, I wouldn't want to be in the uh, in that position, but. Uh, it's yeah it'll be you know it's it's one of them that I think i suppose we've got to, it's it's inevitable that, uh, that that they can't play the preseason games so it's just one of those things
1: yeah, I mean, it very much is what it is. And um, the nearest I've heard to a solution was Ross Tucker talking about the whole news about the XFL getting bought up by... This is awful because everybody's talking about The Rock. And so that is what's um, pinging into my head. But um, the, the sort of headlight person is the first woman to own an American yes, um, sports yeah. league. And I feel terrible for blanking on her name. I feel like, you know, the worst pro-feminist in the world right this second. So why don't I look <laughs> that up whilst you um,
0: <laughs> continue oh, your discussion about... Well. Uh, about um, Hard knocks. <laughs> I'll move on. Yeah, so we saw uh, we saw a lot more on the uh, on the on the on the actual practice field this week. Um I thought it was quite funny seeing Sean McVeigh there wearing a headset and covering his mouth for calls even though he was in training camp. Is that do you think that was just for the cameras?
1: Um I think that's just uh, him I think it's just habit, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, probably. it's the kind of thing where they do it, where it's probably just just the thing where where they all do it. So um, mm. I, I guess it'll it is what it is. But I think it's just just you know how they're trying to run it as game day, and you practice how you perform, and so that's part of it. Is that you know you spend your time covering your mouth and your headset. I'd be more worried about the fact that the, uh, the Rams, you pointed out in week one, do seem to be slightly um, more relaxed about their um, face mark face marks. Like routine than the charges are
0: yeah they, they absolutely are it's it's when you when you see the two next week i'm surprised that they, they, they didn't sort of point it out to themselves after the after the first episode i'm thinking hang on a minute we need to we need to up our game a little bit here but they, yeah they, they're not uh, they're certainly not as as cautious and we saw i suppose, we saw this week as well some the, the first sort of uh, a, uh, a, 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 a an occasion where where COVID really closely touched the team albeit for a false positive but um, Seth Ryan, the, one of the LA Chargers coaches, um, that he he obviously he had some time off uh, because he he'd, he'd had a, a COVID positive test, and uh, it turned out it was a false positive. And we're quite we're starting to see that a few uh, in a few places across the league now, aren't we?
1: Well, there's been some interesting um, run of news, as tends to happen when uh, mm. we're discussing a rundown. And I think we set a record for uh, for a later element that you sent notes and it's already out of date.
0: and, and within, within about an hour, yeah.
1: Yeah, but they've actually had a string of um, tests, positive tests out of um, one um, particular testing lab and so they um actually there were several teams who actually um held up practice because they weren't sure what was going on there and they wanted to clear that up before they got everybody together again which it's partly this demonstrates the importance of in a testing regime of, of you know proper procedures being followed in the lab and you know maintaining the integrity of a sample and all this good stuff so mm. it kind of proves that this is an evolving area and even if you throw a lot of money at it you know you still have to do things in the in the right way and there can be when you have this many tests and you have like a 98% act um, accuracy rating or whatever—that's fine. But when you have this numbers stack up, inevitably you're going to get a certain amount of false positives in a face start clustering. Well, you have to take that seriously because of how quickly this thing can spread if you've got genuine positive tests. So yeah,
0: it's good. Cool, the thing is, if if, they, if it keeps happening throughout the season, you're going to you're going to cause people losing time, uh, losing practice time, and lo- potentially losing game time for for reasons of uh, sort of beyond their control that they're, where they where they not got COVID. The very fact that we are trying to play
1: this season in the midst of all this, fairness is a mockery. I mean, it's a slight point, mockery yeah. anyway, but, you know, in all honesty, um, this season is going to have a huge asterisk against it because it's, mm. it's you know, the plague season or whatever it becomes known as because you've got COVID. And at the end of the day, trying to protect um, society is probably more important than playing football games. Now, yeah. the fact of the matter is for the league to survive, they'll want to get the, you know, Play things enough. At hope they're hoping that next season they can have fans back. And you know, if they can get them back this season, I'm sure they will. But you know, I think we actually need a need a treatment or a vaccine yeah. by then. But yeah, it, yeah it's definitely. sort of I think it's I think it's important. But I, I think it's it's, um, it's it's a bit of a folly to get too het up about competitive balance. They're going to do what mm. they can. But I think you know things are
0: going to break unevenly because that's just the nature of the world. Yeah. Someone who someone who's doing something something very right is Aaron Donald. Did you see? The, the shape of that man—he looks incredible. Give it, are,
1: are you having strange new feelings, Dan?
0: <laughs> it's, yeah, these, these, these strange new feelings—I can't, I can't, I can not can not explain. No, it's uh, you know, it, he is—he's obviously—he's—he's he's well known to be one of the best players in the league, but he looks like he's been putting some work in in uh, in lockdown.
1: He looks like a damn superhero, I mean yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean he he we know that there are some ridiculous workouts that some of these people in the Marvel films have to put themselves through, and um you often see that you know that kind of low body fat is not sustainable because it's not mm. actually that healthy, but to 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 look like he does and be playing football in the way, it is pretty incredible, and he is probably one of my favourite, if not the favourite um, defensive player at the moment, as much as I love Geno Atkins I mean, you know, Aaron Donald is just phenomenal and you know, more people should be um, terrifying quarterbacks to the level that he is,
0: luckily we have the Boses, but yeah
1: no, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, we think he's ready for the season.
0: Yes, absolutely and uh, no no poos in port this week, but the uh, the comedy moment for me was the uh, the LA Chargers strength coach, I can't remember his name, uh, constantly, constantly using the word stinking uh, it's like one of those words that you, you just pepper in uh, pepper his sentences with um as, as, as I, though normally you, I didn't you, pick Danny. up on
1: this, but you know, I it's feel hilarious. like it actually accurately describes my earlier oh. performance. So I want to get it on record that the um, first um, um, woman owner of, a, of a, an American sports franchise—not franchise, but even a league—is Danny Garcia, and I, oh, yeah. and I wish to tie this all up in a neat bow
0: and move on to the next thing. Look at me. I think, I think that's probably a good, a good, uh, good idea. Well, the next thing—it's quite—it's <laughs> uh, quite sad news. it's uh, we're, we're, we're back to Washington. We've been very Washington heavy over the last few weeks. There's been a lot of a lot lot of uh, news coming out of washington and um, this week it was some bad news it was Rod, uh, ron rivera their head coach he's been diagnosed with cancer uh, he's got lymph node cancer luckily very luckily he's been been caught early and um, and for now he is saying that obviously it's going to be it's going to be business as usual but that's uh, that's a big blow for the team isn't it
1: as if there wasn't
0: enough on Ron Rivera's yeah. um, plate as it is with all that's going
1: on in Washington. Yeah, he has this health thing. I mean, they're hoping that as they've caught it early with the treatments that he's going to be able to... He's planning on continuing to coach, but he has basically said that Jack Del Rio, who has um, previous experience of, of being a head coach, and actually that was something that he went out and wanted to get before any of this became a thing, um, is going to be able to... will take the team, team if necessary. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's just so much on on for him at the moment with, you know, him running as much of the business as he has been, and you hope that the new hires will take some of that off his plate. But um yeah, yeah. yeah basically just hope for um for wellness and that he comes out um
0: healthy and well. Yeah, it's it's um it's it's one that you never like to see of anybody, let alone obviously anybody in the in, sort of in the league. especially someone who's who's uh, he's a he's a really light, well liked character, isn't he, Ron Rivera?
1: Yeah, he seems to be um, yeah a really good guy and um, well built, um, well respected in all the locker rooms he's been in, and well respected around the league. So, I mean, the thing is that this this it's a disease that knows no boundaries. There are certain things that you can do to improve your chances, but you know it comes from an awful lot of us over over yeah. time. And so, yeah, you just fingers crossed that science can do its thing.
0: Absolutely, we'll get, get well soon, Coach Rivera. It's, uh, yeah, we'll be keeping a, a close eye on that. Hopefully. Uh, they, they don't need to 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 utilise Jack Del Rio as head coach for uh, for 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 a period or anything like that. So uh, yeah, get well get well soon. Um, we'll move on to the uh, the story that again, like you you alluded to earlier, was uh, was almost within an hour I would say of, of me sending you the notes. Uh, yes, of, of what we of what we're talking about today uh, was was out of date. So it's uh, it's L Thomas, uh, the, the the now former Ravens safety. Um, he was he was sent home um, at the back end of last was it back end of last week or the weekend uh, for fighting. He was he was probably fighting with uh, with Chuck Clark, uh, another one of the safeties. Th- these things happen. I mean, you, you get you get a lot of a lot of sort of tension and and and, and sort of I don't know what the word is. Sort of, uh, testosterone, shows him, yeah, shows competitiveness. Sort of testosterone. Yeah, exactly. It's it's a competitive environment, environment, isn't it? But usually, I suppose you see that with with players on, uh, on opposite sides of the ball, rather than players who are playing in the same position.
1: Well, I think there's two things going on here that, that I thought were sort of like interesting counterpoints to that. Because yeah, there is a school of thought that says that in the middle of training camp, um, with players who get sick of each other going up against each other every day, but training camp fights are just one of those things and. As long as nobody's foolish enough to throw a punch at somebody's helmeted head, then it lets everybody blow off steam and and there you go. I actually listened to a really interesting interview with Tony Dungy and you might not be surprised to hear that he doesn't think like that because he thinks the important thing about practice is how you practice is how you play and he hated fighting because that was going to cause problems if it happened in the game. And so he was saying you can find if you want, Fight if you want, but I'm going to fine you and I'm going to suspend you just like the league would because I'm not having it in my in my um, team. And it happened in like one practice ever. And he did what he promised. And then from seasons onwards, ev- all the rook- rookies and everybody who came in were very much inducted know in, that's not how we do things here. In this case, it's even more interesting because the Ravens are one of those teams that keep things in-house, but reading a little bit about it today, this goes back to last season, and apparently there's been issues with Earl Thomas turning up late, um, missing assignments and all that, and so it blew up this week because it had started again this season, and this was like the straw that broke the camel's back, and so he was sent home, and that's why he's been released. Um, Yeah. I think he, as much as anything because they couldn't get a trade offer. Where he'll end up, I don't know. And it's it's a curious one because he was such a fantastic player in Seattle. And obviously that ended badly at the end. And you don't know what transition and what's gone on in Seattle. But no, no. it's kind of slightly odd for in a season and a half. And it always worries me with football ways. sometimes you get this and we know about the history of head injuries, that you get these players who were like fantastic players and then towards the end of the career stuff starts happening and you these days your mind starts thinking well you know how many concussions has he had what's going on and I don't even know that that's a fair fault to have but I think with what we've learned it's kind of a natural one to begin to crop up if you're concerned about these things because it could be that he's always been like this but he was such a transcendent talent that it wasn't really a problem and we know that um, in Seattle they very much let players be players I think they're a little bit buttoned down in in the Ravens and and you know that was a culture very much set by Ray Lewis and um, and and you know there's been a real history of defense with that team but it, it's just an odd one and I, I don't think we'll know every everything but it'll be interesting to see where he turns up and how he plays when he does turn up there.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was interesting you say because I think what was what was being reported over weekend was. Even before he was released was that a lot of their, their senior players were, were already saying they wanted him gone they, they didn't want him, and I think that that makes sense that it obviously goes back to last season and, and, and perhaps elements that a lot of people on the uh, on, on the field didn't didn't like seeing and, and, and weren't that potentially we, we weren't seeing uh, on, on our side of the, on our side of the camera, I suppose but yeah, and it was one of those things where reading
1: reading the article I was reading, it was talking about the fact that he blew an assignment, and um, the the other player, you know Chuck Clark had a go at him about it and Earl Thomas went back to him yeah it doesn't matter it's just thing and He says actually it does matter and if you turn up to your meetings you know it felt like it was like one of those things where he'd yeah. had enough and it was it, it was maybe less about the fight and more about what was the instigation for it that Probably led to yeah. him um, yeah not being released and, and not wanted and that is I mean the Ravens you have to say are one of the better run franchises in the league they are you know you very rarely hear anybody have anything bad to say about them they are competitive every year I know this to my cost, because the Bengals lose to them, their you know their <laughs> fair share. But you know, so um, I, I would tend to think that um, if there's a right side of this, it's probably the Ravens.
0: Interesting thing for me was uh, was John Harbaugh, the the, the Ravens head coach, was, was seemed to be more bothered about losing a bit of time and reps. this uh, <laughs> is exactly, exactly the exact thing. Uh, statement he said was you, you're going to have these things in training camp tempers are going to flare sure but i don't like them when they ex- ex- uh, when they extend like that and eat into our reps so, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, you
1: know, a, that's such a coach's reaction it's though isn't it it's like reaction.
0: huge so uh, yeah before we uh, before we move on to uh, start begging then uh, anything else you want to uh, bring up this week anything else caught your ig
1: um uh, there was a little interesting piece i read literally whilst i was waiting for us to to hook up on uh, for, for tonight's recording which is just there for cam newton and believe it or not bill belichick was talking you know warmly about how much he's worked and you know praising him a bit which you know for bill belichick is kind of really out there and
0: it, it's bill belichick doesn't I'm, do that to anybody who isn't tom brady
1: Exactly. And it was kind of I was re watching I was caught up with the um, Panthers series of All or Nothing and I'm I'm now nearly halfway through the Eagles because we don't have any preseason football and I don't yes, know what so to do with myself. i I start watching that. <laughs> it's it's, you know by this time I'm usually you know I've got two teams teams that I'm watching along with Hard Knocks and you know that would have been a nightmare for trying to follow the Chargers the Rams I probably would have just had to stick with the Bengals because otherwise you know my partner would you know hurl things at me but um, I'm kind of excited about the idea of Cam playing for for the Patriots and I'm really hoping he's fit there was I really enjoyed I talked about it a couple of weeks ago but about the um, about the podcast series that the ring had done on, on Cam Newton and it's really worth a listen it's interesting to go through some of the stuff that you heard about but went through some of his background but you know it's kind of like that, that whole thing about having to grow up and do all of that in the public's eye you know from the high school school to college to the nfl pipeline still feels very weird to a british uh, you know we, we they seem to pay attention to kids and put a lot on them at a lot earlier earlier age but um yeah i'm kind of hoping that um things go well i i will also admit that i'm reading um, a biography of belichick at the moment because i'm
0: curious as a dolphin fan i hope things don't go well uh, personally <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, I totally understand that. But, you know,
1: on a personal level, it would be no. I mean, I always root for good football. So I, what I really want is for Cam Newton to be healthy and to play well because I want everybody to play healthy and well.
0: Hey, Dan, it's the hardcore
1: legend Mick Foley. And I think everyone out there ought to know about your podcast, The Wrong Football on iTunes.
0: OK, it's time for our weekly plea for more players for our uh, Fantasy Dynasty League. So uh, as i recording, we've got, I think, 10 spots left to fill. And uh, At the end of the week, we're going to be uh, making it public to uh, to fill those. So well, we really—it's only involved, eight, my though. friend. It's only, it's eight, only eight, and eight? I do have. Okay.
1: Uh, it's only eight, and I have some nibbles. But you know, it's Fair it's enough. it's conver- It's a bit like when you invite everybody on Facebook to 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 a gig, and you get all these nibbles, and then maybe three people turn up. So yes. you know, we oh, shall I know see.
0: That, I know that too well, far too well. <laughs> well, the draft's the draft's the going to be on uh, on the first of September next Tuesday. Annoyingly, while we're recording, hmm, it could be interesting. Uh, but uh, indeed. If you want to get, yeah if you want to get involved message either uh, myself at TWFDan Dan or at wrongfootball football for G on Twitter and we'll uh, we'll get you on board is there anything else to uh, add to that uh, plea G
1: no no I, I assume I, you're on your knees just please please you know we' you know we're, we're looking forward to, to, to competing against each other and it'd be nice to have some friendly people that we know um to to uh, beat us probably is the honest answer what's going on <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, last time G correctly guessed that uh, Adam Vinatieri was the longest-serving player in the league as of the end of uh, last season with 24 years service. Um, for this week's trivia, my uh, my dad has asked us what was unusual about the start of the third quarter of Super Bowl One in 1967. Do you want to go first, or should I go first this week? Uh,
1: tell you what, why don't you go first so I can try and find okay. out a non-expletive-ridden <laughs> collection
0: of what to say. So, I... I mean, this could be anything, couldn't it? It's, uh, I, I don't know for, for sure, I don't know what the answer is, so it's whatever I'd say is going to be a guess. I think I'm going to try and go a little bit, uh, th- there's obvious things, but I don't think I'm going to go for anything too obvious, because I don't think he would he would set as a question that was that obvious, um, <laughs> even one that I could guess. So, I am going to go for something like, I don't know why they would do this, but I'm going to say they didn't change ends at half-time don't know. okay fair enough
1: here's going to be my guess it's a little bit um there's a little bit of thinking behind it but i genuinely don't have a clue because as much okay. as we like our football history i'm not going to pretend that i've watched super bowl one or oh, if no. it's even possible to watch super bowl one um but here's where i what i'm going for in recent seasons because they've got an Aussie rules punter from the Seahawks, we've had a throwback to kick off from hands, so sort of like a punt kickoff rather than kicking off from the ground, which I know that Bill Belichick has talked about as well. So I'm going to go that that's what happened at the start of the second half and the third quarter in Super Bowl one. I will be wrong, but I will be gloriously wrong.
0: Are they allowed to do that?
1: Yes. We've that. actually done it recently. I, I promise you that. it's a thing.
0: Wow, okay, you learn something new every day, especially in the section. Uh, uh, and you who claims to love kickers. <laughs> I know, I know. I know. Well, uh, we, men- we mentioned uh, last weekend earlier on uh, as well that we're, ple- we're really pleased to be part of uh, Podomania, an all-day a being uh, held on-, on Saturday the 5th of September between 2pm and 10.30pm in aid of Cancer Research and Mind. Um, it's hosted by Jack and the rest of the Kickers Matter guys, uh, and it's and it's something a bit different. We-, we want our our half-an-hour slot at 7.30 to be a little bit different. Uh, we're going to be holding a bit of a, uh, a trivia quiz. Um my dad's going to be out of action for the, for the next few weeks, so uh, we're going to have to set the questions, um, including for Eek. the podcast. Actually, think about it, we need to have to think about that. Um, but um, if you've got anything <laughs> that you want us to uh, to to ask to uh, to test the grey matter of the kickers, matter fellas, uh, drop me a line on Twitter. Give me a uh, give us give us an idea, and we'll uh, we'll try and get we in We have to probably we have to
1: appeal for a
0: new for a new quizmaster. Yeah, that's. The I mean, you that's know. the other thing you could do. Yeah, so if yes. Yes. Any, any quizmasters out there? Drop us a line with it, with with some trivia, and we'll be more than happy to get you get you involved.
1: Yeah, it will be a, a
0: whole new person to beat us up. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. We're... Well, that's it for this episode. We'll be uh, back again next week. Hope you've enjoyed what you've heard. If you have, uh, please be sure to give us a rating, a review, and subscribe to us through whatever medium you procure your podcast so you don't miss out on anything each and every week. Uh, I mentioned before that we're now uh, on platforms like Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, so we need to start building up some uh, ratings on there. So, especially if you listen to us through one of those uh, uh, mediums, please uh, please do give us a little review. Uh, if you've got something to say or you want to get in touch or you want to be our trivia master, uh, it's at twfdam to get hold of uh, me on Twitter and G is at football. In the meantime, keep your eyes peeled on thewrongfootball.com for more from G and I and we will see you soon.
1: And please come play fantasy with us. Stage lighter and open mic, and Gavin will just perform like a dancing monkey.